The information in this skill is provided for informational and educational purposes only. Welcome, and thank you for listening to the Multiple Sclerosis Flash Briefings. Hello, I'm Price Wildridge, and you're listening to Multiple Sclerosis News Today's Audio News. These are today's news highlights curated by our editorial staff. Visit our website at multiplesclerosisnewstoday.com for more relevant news and patient perspectives. Hidden disabilities, fairly common at RRMS diagnosis, study finds. Many people newly diagnosed with relapsing remitting multiple sclerosis experience substantial hidden disabilities, such as depression or fatigue, a study highlights. Findings indicate that treatment with disease-modifying therapies generally does not affect the severity of these problems, at least in the short term. Considering the substantial impact that hidden disabilities have on patients, ranging from effects on relationships with family and caregivers to employment, it is vital that more research focuses on this unmet need, the researchers wrote. The study, The Influence of Disease-Modifying Therapy on Hidden Disability Burden in People with Newly Diagnosed Relapsing-Remitting Multiple Sclerosis, was published in Multiple Sclerosis and Related Disorders. Some kinds of MS-related disability, such as difficulty walking, may be apparent on site. However, other problems associated with MS, such as depression, anxiety, fatigue, sleeping difficulties, cognitive impairment, and pain, can be less obvious, but still substantially affect daily life. These hidden disabilities have generally received less focus in MS research than physical impairments. More than a dozen disease-modifying therapies, or DMTs, are approved to treat RRMS. These medicines have been proven to alter the disease's progression by reducing the risk of relapses and delaying the progression of physical disability. The impact of these treatments on hidden disability is less clear. Using data from the Scotland-wide national database, Future MS, a team of scientists in the UK and Germany, identified 440 people, mean age 37.4, who had been diagnosed with RRMS within six months. The participants underwent an initial battery of evaluations, or baseline measures, and nearly 90%, 392 patients, were again evaluated one year later. At the baseline evaluations, slightly more than two-thirds of the patients elected to start on a DMT. The specific DMTs used were chosen based on each individual's unique situation at the discretion of the treating clinician. The most commonly prescribed DMTs were Tecfidera, 148 patients, Copaxone, 52 patients, and interferon therapies, 29 patients. Based on baseline assessments, 58% of the patients, 255 out of 440, were classified as initially having a low burden of hidden disability whereas 25.4% had moderate, and 16.8% had a high hidden disability burden. Almost half of the participants experienced moderate to high levels of hidden disability burden at baseline, the scientists wrote. These individuals scored particularly highly on measures of fatigue, depression, and anxiety, whereas most performed well on the included cognitive measurements. One year later, most patients, 70.2%, were still in the same category of hidden disability burden. A considerable number, 26.1% or 115 patients, improved. For example, transitioning from a high to moderate hidden disability category, while 3.7% or 16 patients experienced a worsening in such burden. Notably, 
Changes in hidden disability were not associated with changes in physical disability or measures of disease activity on MRI scans. The researchers then conducted a battery of statistical analyses to look for associations between DMT use and changes in hidden disability. Results showed that treatment with the DMTs, Galenia, and Mavenclad were significantly linked with improvements in hidden disability burden after one year. Our analysis identified a significant association of Category 2 DMT treatment, that's Galenia and Mavenclad, with improvement in hidden disability burden. However, given the small number of participants and the comparatively short treatment duration, this finding should be interpreted with caution, the team wrote. For other DMTs, there was less association with changes in hidden disability severity. Our results indicate that, for the majority of DMTs used early in the disease, there is little evidence of a substantial impact on hidden disability burden in the short term, the researchers wrote. These findings have implications for how MS is treated in the clinic, the researchers said. Since data suggests that escalating DMT treatment is unlikely to benefit patients who are mainly experiencing problems related to these hidden disabilities. Our results suggest that hidden disabilities do not constitute an indication for escalating therapy in the short term, the team wrote. The researchers stressed that this was an observational study with use of various DMTs and a fairly short follow-up time. They stressed a broader need for research into ways to ease hidden disability for people with MS. Our exploratory data are observational with scope for attendant biases, but highlight the need for further study including longer-term evaluation as well as randomized trials for non-motor disability, the researchers concluded. This news article was written by Marissa Wexler, MS, on May 17, 2022. Click the link in the description below to read more on this and other topics of interest on the MS News Today's website. Through the Looking Glass, a column by Beth Ula, published on May 18, 2022. After standing still, finding my next step. The carousel never stops turning. A quote from the TV drama Grey's Anatomy at the 2019 European Patients Forum Congress in Brussels, which focused on patient involvement in healthcare, attendees were invited to write down a list of goals they wished to achieve in the next 12 months. After rolling my eyes, as I was still exclusively in a wheelchair and in the phase of thinking, what could I possibly achieve confined to a wheelchair like this? I still made my list. I found it the other day. I had three main goals. One, pursue my medical writing career. Two, buy my and my husband's first house and stop renting. Three, start our family. A fourth tentative goal was inspired by that same conference. Four, work with my MS nurse to help improve the MS community. At the time, I had no idea how I'd go about this, but it seems as though life has its own plans. Last year, that nurse was awarded a grant to begin a multiple sclerosis website local to us, and she asked me to collaborate. Finding my list felt like serendipity. I've met three of those four goals. Despite feeling as though my life has been stagnant or on hold since my MS diagnosis, a realization hit hard that for so long I had defined success as working for a living despite trying to make the best out of a profession that didn't make my heart sing. I needed to redefine my ideas of success. It turns out that while my Congress goals weren't all achieved in those 12 months, I have now achieved all but one, having children which has turned out to be a much more complex journey than my husband and I had anticipated. So while my overriding feeling was that MS had put my life on hold, 
That was actually far from the reality. The reality is life happens, even if you don't see it. I still hold myself to my pre-MS standards, which may cause me to feel my life has been on hold, and which the COVID-19 lockdowns made worse. I'm actively working to adjust those standards. In one example, I sometimes stand and take a step before remembering that I can't move in certain ways. For a split second, my mind forgets. The irony is that I wouldn't have achieved my first goal if it wasn't for the COVID-19 lockdowns. I wouldn't have begun my master's degree in neuroscience. The world never stops turning, and life can't be stalled. Even if you feel you're stagnant today, I'll bet you've made some progress. Did you get dressed? Did you shower or have a bath? Did you write? Did you have a moment that brought joy to your heart? I would say that is a win. That's what we can hope for. To read more columns by Beth Ula and our other contributors, visit our website at multiplesclerosisnewstoday.com. Follow the link in the description below. This is MS News Today's Audio News. Subscribe to our channel to never miss an episode. And if you're listening on Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcasts, hit save. Thanks for tuning in. The information in our flash briefings and podcasts are provided for informational and educational purposes only. Be sure to tune in daily to Multiple Sclerosis News today for the latest news and perspectives regarding the disease. Discover more content that might be of interest to you at www.multiplesclerosisnewstoday.com. And be sure to follow us on social media and join our Multiple Sclerosis News Today forums, a trusted MS community ready to welcome you anytime.